Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to our community. I'm Andy Thornton, your host, coming to coming to you from the I've Decided Studios. And our podcast today is sponsored by I've Decided and the Greater Peoria Family YMCA, of which I am employed by. So happy to be here with you today. Happy to be here with my guest, Ben Watt. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And ben is the founder of Next Step. He's a former youth pastor at a couple of different places, I think, yes. but El Vista Baptist Church is where I think you spent most of your time. And he's also a candidate for the Illinois House of Representatives and running a District 92, right? That is correct. All yes. right. So why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I grew up in Peoria. My dad has been a pastor here for many years, uh, decades. And uh, my wife is Christina. We've been married for 16 years, almost. And we have four children, and they all are still at home. And um, 10 years as a youth pastor, and then HR and safety director at yeah. Peoria Charter Coach. Yeah. Uh, spent eight years with them. And then for the last couple of years, I've been helping in transitional ministries. So two different churches that needed direction for their children's and youth ministries. Mm -hmm. uh, a year in Groveland, and now I'm in Morton. Okay. And still live in Peoria. And so, yeah, it's it's exciting. Also got my hand in a lot of other little things as well. Yeah. So almost 16 years. Does that mean you got an anniversary coming up soon? Yes. About three weeks away. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Well, congratulations Thank early. You. Appreciate that. 16 years. <laughs> I think mine's 25 now. Well, so. and mine should be longer, but it took, me, it took me a while to catch on that she was the one. Yeah. <laughs> She'll well, be happy to tell you that too. <laughs> well, I, I can relate. You know, I'm a man too. I'm a little slow to come around to the wise part of my character. So the other question I have for you, and then we could probably do a whole show on this. What's it like to work for Bill Winkler? <laughs> um, he is a great guy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bill. Bill's a That's good a loaded friend. question. Yeah. He still knows me. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Bill's a great guy. He's a member of the Y. I see him often, a passionate Christian, and yes. love hanging out with yes. Bill. Yes, and, and you know what? I've, he's done a lot of good behind the scenes that people don't know about. Yeah. So maybe have him on someday to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would be a great guest for sure. So today we're going to talk to uh, or talk to um, our listeners and talk together about this weekly winning word that Kim threw out there. And I'll just be completely honest with you. If, if this wasn't the weekly winning word that I was doing a podcast on, I don't know that I could define it. Mm -hmm. When it came up, I thought, holy cow, what what is ebullient? What does it mean? And Kim did a great job of describing it. When you read the definition, it's pretty clear of, of what it means, right? And so I'll share the definition for our folks that are listening. But ebullient is defined as cheerful and full of energy, overflowing with enthusiasm and fervor. And for me... That's hard. I'm, it's hard for me to be cheerful and overflowing with enthusiasm. Yes, I uh, also would not have used this word if it were not for Kim's writing. And I even had to Google how to pronounce it. Oh. Um, yes, because I wasn't sure. But it is something that you have to be intentional about. There mm -hmm. are probably some people who are naturally ebullient. Sure. Um, Kim is like that. Yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Anybody who knows Kim knows that's true. Absolutely. But she she wrote a great article, and for those of you who are in the I've Decided community, but have probably seen it and read it, and that's kind of the foundation for our discussion today, is we're going to talk about the, the four things, as Kim described them, that will help us avoid 
overexposure and negativity so that we can be more ebullient because that's kind of the opposite of it, right? Is if you're ebullient is positivity. And when we get surrounded with negativity or, or um, overcome with negativity, it really displaces us and, and takes the joy kind of out of mm -hmm. our lives, I think. I like to think it, when we sometimes describe a person as walking in and they light up the room. Yeah. This is probably that word, yeah. ebullient. Mm -hmm. I have a brother. He's naturally ebullient, and he also thinks he's funny. Mm. Um, <laughs> Two different things, though, right? right? right. <laughs> so. Not necessarily humorous. Correct. It wasn't in the definition. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that would be a great way to be described. You know, when you when you enter the room, uh, folks know it's about to get more cheerful. Mm. There's about to be energy and enthusiasm. Mm. And I think uh, as I've entered in the world of politics, as I've worked in inner city ministry. There are plenty of things that can really drain that joy and that cheerfulness. Mm -hmm. um, I, politics is brand new to me, but but working with with people who have suffered so much or who have uh, a great deal of loss, yeah. uh, it can be overwhelming. In fact, I remember asking my friend who uh, is a professional counselor <clears throat> at the Antioch group, okay. and I said, how do you handle problems all day long? And then go home and you still have anything left to give yeah and uh one of her answers was you have to be intentional yeah. about turning it off yeah. and i think i'm 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 glad that we have this word ebullient like mm. if you just run run your day through that filter yeah would anyone describe me as ebullient today mm. <laughs> it really is a good perspective i mm -hmm. think and i appreciate you framing it up that way because it, it does take intentionality and strategic thought to stay in this mindset and i think that we would all agree um that being in this mindset we're going to be more productive yeah we're going to be more impactful absolutely in everything that we do um and and i agree with that wholeheartedly so the first point that kim made in her article was to spend our time wisely um and i think that that's really important in, in everything that we do there are so many distractions in our lives. Um, social media is a huge distraction for a lot of people. Uh, just email is a distraction for me in my life and in, in my work life, especially I can get consumed by it all the time. And it just distracts me from some of the important things that I need to do. And there's so much information that's out there and available to us. Sometimes it's hard to decipher what's, what's true and what isn't true mm -hmm. in those in those um, different instances. And I, and I think you have to be, like you said, be intentional about spending your time wisely. My nature is to kind of um, push back against somebody who's ebullient. Like, mm -hmm. oh, they're Pollyanna. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is perfect. Right. But but look at somebody who doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've experienced this personally um, during seasons of unemployment or seasons of, of particular distress, or even, even now that I'm running for office, everybody sends me all the negative news. Like, right. hey, Ben, you need to know about this. You need to right, know about this. Right. And so you have to be very careful about what you allow in. But it's not fake to be cheerful. Like, there's a lot mm -hmm. to be excited about and a lot to be good mm -hmm. about. So, so um, even in the Bible, it talks about in Philippians chapter four, what we're supposed to fill our minds with yeah. things that are good and um, 
and I'm going to get called out if anybody's watching this because nah. I can't remember my verse. You're good. <laughs> You're good. It's Philippians 4 8. You, you can go look it up. But all these good things that you need to put into your mind, things that are true mm -hmm. and honest and just and a good report. Yep. And what's going to be the natural result of that? You're going to be feeling those good things. And yep. I think I think we do have to be careful. It doesn't mean we ignore what's wrong, but we do right. see what's positive and we are careful about well, it. Well, and that's talked about a little bit later on in the discussion, but you know, it's it's having the proper perspective, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, there's a lot of negative that can have on, and I appreciate, you know, your your relationship to Christ and, and the work that you do, and, and I have a relationship with Christ as well. And and that's a big part of faith, right? Of of being positive as much as you possibly can be in every situation, no matter how challenging your life face, you have to look, I think, for the positives mm -hmm. and try to lean on those sometimes. And sometimes we don't even know what mm -hmm. the answers are, what the reasons why we may be going through some challenges, but we've got to have that perspective of positivity in our life. And that takes intentional and strategic thought, I think, to really put us in the right frame, can framework. I, can I share a story with you? You can, absolutely. <laughs> that, so um, I was at a really difficult time in a, a transition in life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you go from one career to another or one uh, challenge to another, just there was a lot going on in my life. And honestly, I was not being careful about what I allowed in. Mm -hmm. And the point about focusing on what you can control. So one night I get a, a message on Facebook from a, a girl who was married to someone that I had ministered two years before, mm -hmm. and he was threatening to take his own life. Oh boy. And I walked over and I handed my phone to my wife and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was so frustrated because I wasn't quite as far as he was, but I was going that direction. Just mm -hmm. like, it is not worth it. I'm giving up. And now somebody's reaching out asking me for help. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that I said was, well, at least I know what he needs because yeah. it's the same thing I write, wow. need right now. Wow. So I drove five hours, spent the day with him. And I said, look, he was unemployed. I said, you have to get a job. Don't care if it's Taco Bell or McDonald's. You have to get a job because you're just sitting here surrounded by your negativity right and the point is like that one little thing that he could control turned things around right and and i won't go into details but right. they're doing so much better now yeah and, and that was the one thing like if you could just take that one thing and control it yeah take that intentional step right yeah create some change for yourself i think that's good and i appreciate you sharing that the second the second point is to recharge often I struggle with this personally of being intentional about taking time for myself, so to speak, um, and and being thoughtful about recharging. There, there's just too much to do, right? And it's in, and I realize it's important to do that. And there's plenty of seasons in my life where a lot of peaks and valleys. Where I'm feeling great today, and then tomorrow I'll be down in the dumper for whatever reason. Really, usually no good reason at all, other than I'm just just grumpy. Um, but I think it's really important for people to take that time intentionally to try to set everything aside and focus on recharging your battery a little bit. Mm -hmm. Stephen Covey and his book, The Habits of Highly Effective People, I think that was his book, wasn't it? I think um, so. He talks about things that are urgent and things that are important. Mm. And we spend too much time in the urgent. And, and, and there mm. are things that are urgent, that is true. Um, but this is another place where my Christian faith comes in. My hope and my confidence is that God is in control. Right. So there are things that absolutely must be done. You know, like tomorrow you have to have the report done. Or in my case, right. vacation Bible school starts soon. <laughs> you have to have the curriculum. Right. You, you can't survive without that. However, there are a lot of things that we say have to be done 
that don't. Right. And we sacrifice what's important, like time off with our family yeah. or whatever, for those things that are urgent. And I think recharging often is a challenge that probably all of us have. Mm-hmm. And again, taking it back to this new phase that I'm in where I'm running for office. There are a million meetings. There's no way I can meet everybody. I wish I could. Right. And anybody who reaches out, I'll get back to them. But there are days where I'm just like, oh, I can't keep up. Right. And we have to recharge often or that ambulance, is that is that the right uh, form of the word ambulance? Yeah. Will dissipate. Yeah. So yeah. I love what you're saying because that is a, I think everyone has that uh, challenge. Yeah. There's a, there's a part in the article that really, really um, stuck with me when I was reading it. And it was, um, we have to understand what fills us up and what empties our tank, right? And then we've got to focus on the things that are going to fill us up. And those are those things that drain us, we got to try to set those aside. And I, I know there's things that will drain us that we have to do. We have to think there's just things that we don't like. But when we understand where the good is and where the bad is, and we focus more time on the good, and I'll, I'll use that analogy, um, I think we're going to be have a better chance to be more successful and be and focus that way. Um, so it's just important to surround your things, but surround yourself with the things that are going to give you the energy, right, that you need. Um, what are some things that give Andy energy? Uh, rest, rest, which I don't get enough of for some reason. And that's just a biological thing with my body for some reason. But, um, that definitely gives me energy. You know, it's, it's just being a, the one thing that really gives me energy and I, I find myself struggling to find, have time for it is, you know, my morning prayer time or devotion time, when I'm really intentional about that time in the morning, that 30 to 60 minutes, however long it may be, I find that my day goes much better, right? When I put things in proper perspective, that helps me a lot. Um, The problem is, is there's always so many other things to do. I find excuses to Mm -hmm. skip over that part of my life. I mean, that's not just a challenge for me, but that definitely, and, and just, you know, spending time with my family, right? I got four kids and they're all growing and, and starting to be um, self-productive adults and that. And, and that's a season of change of life, too. So we're, we're not quite as busy, maybe, as what we used to be when they were littler. So it's finding new ways to engage with them and, and find joy through that mm-hmm. process, too. Good. Yeah. that's I, I'm always intrigued by that. There are, there are things... So by nature, I'm kind of an introvert. Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of an, an anomaly, maybe, that I have people that I love to be around. Yeah. And so, um, and I, I, it's been interesting to read some articles on that, like an introvert that likes to be around people, but it's the ones that you're comfortable with. And right. then I come back just energized by talking about ideas, talking about possibilities. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's important to me, uh, to, to be intentional about those relationships. I have one friend that we just said, we're going to meet once a month. We may have to cancel it sometimes, but just no matter what's going on, we're meeting for lunch once a month. And that's been incredible. Mm-hmm. And so, that steps. Yeah. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with being a selective introvert. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I can align with some of those principles That's myself, right. right? And I think I think in some levels that can help us be ebullient if we're spending our time with the right people. Yeah, you walk out of the meeting just lifted. Yeah, and and that that glow or uh, spirit mm-hmm. is contagious. Yeah, I talk to my my kids a lot, and and I coach you sports a lot too, and. Right now, I coach a junior high basketball team, and I talk to the my my girls a lot too about who you spend your time with is going to def- 
defines who you are as a person, right? So you want to surround yourself with the right people. People are going to lift you up, build you up, give you the ebullience, right? So that you can be successful. I think that's really important in so many facets of our life. So the next, the next point um, in this whole strategy of being more ebullient is, is the, Kim def, just defines it as stay in your lane, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'll summarize as, you know, know, know what you know and lean on your own understanding of when you're going to engage in, you know, conversation or debate or, or whatever, or just providing um, training or whatever it is you're doing for people. Make sure you know what it is that you're talking about, right? And if, peop- if we do that, we're much more comfortable. You know, my, my kids ask me all the time because, you know, I, I run the Y and I have opportunities to speak at different times in public settings. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you stand up in front of people and talk? Well, it's easy when you know what you're talking about right? to stand up and have confidence and share your passion. And I think when, when you're um, st- intentional about that, it, it's so much easier to, I guess, find happiness with that. And yeah. When you try to talk about everything and know everything, we all know those types of people. Mm-hmm. And those people um, suck energy, mm-hmm. right? They don't give energy. They take energy. This is helpful. So so I've, I've had opportunity in ministry and in the what you might call secular workforce, mm-hmm. although I think all work is worship. But um, this is true in both, both cases. Um, when I'm training Sunday school teachers or volunteers, mm-hmm. I tell them, you can't teach what you don't know. Yep. Now, you don't have to know everything, but right. but if you're going to get up and present a lesson about a Bible story, you can't teach what you don't know. Likewise, with our trainers at Peoria Charter, if you if, if you don't know how to drive and operate the bus, it's going to be hard for you to train somebody <laughs> else how to do it. Right. Um, because there's just uh, your experience, which is, is another thing that Kim brought out, your experience informs that information. It's really what makes you an expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm learning that, um, you know, there's things that motivated me to get involved in politics. Right. Um, my wife said, you have to get us a security system or a dog if you're going to do that (laughs) (laughs) because, because there's that fear of of the unknown. Right. Right. And, um, it's not a, we're not running for president, so I think we're good. Right. (laughs) Right. But the, the point is, as I have just dabbled into this just a little bit, you know, I had the things that motivated me, mm-hmm. but as I've gotten in there, I've learned there's so much more going on. For example, they talk about corruption in our state. We're in the state of Illinois. Right. In my mind, that was people cheating or telling lies, but, but really it's some of the rules of how our government functions that allows corruption to thrive. Right. Okay. So I didn't know that six months ago. Mm-hmm but I am digging in and learning uh, from those who've gone before me and I'm going, wow. And as, as I learn more information, then I become not an expert, but well, you're better educated, better educated. And, and speak on it. And so, you know, we could do a whole, po- whole podcast on the things that I've learned in, sure. in, in this last eight weeks or so, but yeah. uh, maybe 12 weeks. But the, the point is you can't teach what you don't know. Right. And when on the other side of that is when, you act like you know everything, you not only drain people, but you demotivate them. Yeah, you turn people off. For Absolutely. Sure. And so so folks will sometimes in, in leadership, of course, the catchphrase is micromanage. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm curious on your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Is that coming from insecurity? Or do they really think they know everything? Or is it sometimes both? 
You know, I, I don't know. I think it's probably both depending on the ind individual. Um, I have found in my experience that if you want people to work hard for you, um, I like to say with you, right. cause I don't, I don't like to think of people who work at the wire working for me, right? right? They're working for the organization. They're working for themselves. But when they know that you have confidence in them to do their job, and and I tell people this all the time, when I hire you to do a job, I'm going to let you do the job. Yes. Right? I, I will let, make sure you understand what's expected and then do it, right? Go ahead. You know, and then, you know, need me to micromanage. I don't want to be that individual because that's not a comfortable place to be. And I do think a lot of that comes from either somebody who just has to have control or that there's an insecurity of some type to make sure that, um, you know, things aren't going to fail. Yeah. But my perspective is, is when we fail, we learn. So I like to let people go out and do that to a certain extent. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just said to someone this morning, um, they had a task to do and they said, no, is that my responsibility or yours? I said, nope, that's yours. If you mess it up, I'll take the blame. But if you, if you get it right, I'll praise you. Right. <laughs> and, and, and that I think is really comes back to our, our word, mm -hmm. uh, ebullient <laughs> is, uh, those those folks who feel like they have to be in control of everything right are generally not cheerful or full of energy no not at all i agree with that <laughs> one of the the greatest examples like if i was going to say one person's name her name is felicia she used to teach at a christian school here in peoria now she lives out in utah i imagine some people know her you'd come in and tell her hey i'm coming back from this trip or whatever and she'd say tell me all about it mm. i learned that from her like I don't know how to talk about your ski trip or I don't know about your, your bungee jumping as we were talking earlier. Right. I may have no experience in that, but if I just with ambulance say, tell me all about it, right? they open up. Yeah. So it, the same is true when I'm working with somebody, I wouldn't have given it this language until now, but um, tell me what you think you could do in this position. Mm -hmm. What are your ideas for how we can accomplish whatever it is? And, and that energy transfers to them and we get a lot of great things done yeah. and have fun doing it. Well, people love to be appreciated, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that example is, is a perfect model of that. And when you ask people to share, mm -hmm. right, most people are going to. And I, I think it's a good, a good practice. So the, the, fourth, the fourth step is focus on the positive, right? And we've talked a little bit that throughout. Um, we say it a lot, we've heard it a lot, but it, man, it's not, it's not easy to do, to stay positive all the time and focus on the positive, but we've got to have, um, we have to be able to do that as much as possible if we're really truly gonna be ebullient because the negativity will surround us, overtake us, and really take us out of that place of joy. I, I listen to audiobooks a lot, and um, one of them I can't give, the credit to the right author because I can't remember which one it was. So that every trial is an opportunity to prove you can overcome it mm. and, and uh, something along those lines. And it totally changed my perspective. So I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I was, my, my mother passed away unexpectedly in March. I was 150 signatures away from getting on the ballot and uh, she had a heart procedure and, and didn't come out of it. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to drop the whole poli mm. politics thing. Yeah. Uh, but she told her nurse, I'm really proud of my son who's running for office. Mm. And he felt he should tell me that after her procedure. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're burying mom next week and we have to get 150 signatures. We're going to do both. Wow. <laughs> so we got on the ballot. But this is crazy. On 
uh, on the day that we had her funeral, my car broke down <laughs> and had to be towed. Not fortunately, it was after the funeral, not before. And there was a time in my life when I would have been just like devastated. Okay, right. now I'm spiraling down. This is just too much. I can't handle it. Right. And I remembered it was it was a um, like think like a millionaire type book that I had read that mm -hmm. in. And it's like every challenge is just an opportunity to prove what you're made of or to right. to 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 learn how to overcome another obstacle. Right. And and I was like, well, I just have to do what I have to do. Yeah. Call the tow truck. Call my wife to please come pick me up. Mm -hmm. And and I think um, I'm learning that focus on the positive, you know, like, like there was nothing positive about the car breaking down. However, it got towed, it got fixed, right. it's going great. Right. And uh, life just kept going. Yeah. And, and it's funny how we can get tripped up on little things like that. So we have to focus on the fact that my wife was only five minutes away, the fact that the tow truck guy was available. Mm -hmm. you know, just and, and Yeah, I, I so I, I heard a as a church this past week heard a sermon, um, but it was a, a guest pastor, our pastors on vacation. And, and he talked a little bit about this in his sermon is those moments of weakness or failure, those challenges, are, those are the opportunities when God is drawing us close to him, right? Giving us an opportunity to engage with him a little further. And I, I think from as a man of faith, and I know you have, and when you have that perspective, mm -hmm. you know, okay, okay, what's going on right here? I don't understand it. Why would this happen now? But I know that I'm supposed to be here with you, right? And this... And this relationship, focusing on that, it becomes a lot easier to kind of take that that perspective. Um, and I agree with you that we've got to find, no matter what challenge we're going through, we've got to find the positives in it and focus on those um, to help us keep that spirit of ebullience. Um, so if I, again, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I'm sitting here and people get to hear this. I want to share two stories, hopefully quickly. Yeah, go ahead. When I was a youth pastor, we started a basketball program uh, for the kids in our neighborhood. Okay. And we would invite boys from our community to come. And we'd run about 30 young men on, on Monday nights. Mm. And they'd play basketball for an hour. Then about 15 minutes, I'd give them a challenge about what it looks like to be a good Christian man and mm. have character and so on. And then they'd pray, play for another 45 minutes. And, and we discovered that half of those young men had never lived in the same house with married people. Mm. Like not their parents, not their grandparents. They'd never lived in the same house as married people. And I thought, I'm, I'm trying <clears throat> to teach them how to be good husbands and fathers, but it's like um, teaching someone to be a diesel mechanic without ever opening up the hood of a truck. Right. Like it's all theory. And so um, eventually in 2011, I felt like, okay, being the traditional youth pastor is just not enough. Right. I've got to do something more and, and in some ways it was discouraging three of the young men that i that i have worked with and invested my life in have been shot and killed uh one of those happened when i was at work going back to recharging i just it it sucked the life out of me and i just asked my boss bill winkler mm -hmm. I, can i go home he's like absolutely take as much time as you need it wasn't even my own child but i had poured my heart and life into this young man and to have him gone um like that and and you begin thinking is this really worth it Right. And there I had to go back and focus on the positive. So these young men that really motivated me to leave traditional youth ministry and start Next Step, which mm -hmm. was a, a mentoring program where we trained mentors and prayed regularly for fatherless young men. Um, but but that also um, we started thinking about the positive, like Trey's life was enriched because of our investment. Sure. And and my faith in Christ tells me that it was appointed unto him once to die. So 
God didn't want him to die that way, but God knew that's when his time would come and he let our paths cross. Mm -hmm. And so we just started thinking about all the positive aspects of that. Um, it's the same thing in, in the running for office. So I've reached out to my representative. I, I don't usually agree with, I mean, there's some things that we agree on. So um, she was a champion for expunging records. Wherever you are in the United States, I think this is a great idea. I remember trying to hire a pastor to drive a motor coach. And 45 years before, he'd had a marijuana charge. And so he couldn't get a proper license. Mm. So I do think there's things like that that we, that we can fix sure. without, without getting into politics. All right. But I finally felt like, okay, I can complain. I can be the keyboard warrior. Right. Or I can step up and give people a choice. Right. And for years, they haven't had a choice. And so, so now I have to figure out what my campaign is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be a smear tactic campaign like so many of them are. I'm not against telling the truth, but we decided, nope, we're not doing that. And I, I thank God for my wife because she would say to me all the time, you need to, whatever you're writing, make sure that our neighbor who's not, not on the same same side as you won't be hurt or offended by that. Right. And so we said, okay, our goal is a brighter future. Hmm. We're not looking at, oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. What can we do to make our future brighter? Right. Really, that should probably be the the theme for the rest of my life. Mm. How can even even before we started this, and yeah. Kim said, make sure what you say is helpful. Right, that, that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I want whatever I'm doing to be helpful. Yeah, be a difference maker. Yeah. right for the positive. I think that's a great perspective for all of us, and I think that that's really what it boils down to: to be ebullient, right? Be joyful, be happy, make positive change, and every opportunity that you get throughout every day of your life, right? That's, Absolutely. That that's it. Bring positive energy. The uh, I have a, a good friend in the Y. We we share a lot of war stories, so to speak, right? The challenges that we're going through, and it's a great place to kind of go to just to to get some feedback from professionals who who can relate to what you're dealing with. And he says this all the time. There's two types of people in the world. There's those that provide energy and those who suck energy, mm. right? And we need to provide energy in everything that we do, positive energy in everything mm. that we do. And I wholeheartedly believe in that. You have a choice mm -hmm. on how you're going to come to the table in every situation. Um, and you need to come with the, with the love of Christ and provide positive support. That's interesting that you say that because I actually heard that there was three different uh -oh. kinds of people in the okay. world. And they were those who can count and those who can't. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do what you want with that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, did we say something earlier about humor? <laughs> all right. Well, Ben, thank you for joining me today. Yes. I wish you all the luck moving forward. Good luck in your appreciate campaign yes, this fall. Um, and, and let us know how we can help you. All right. All right. And thank, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, everybody out there, for joining us this month here on our community.